0: Welcome to another episode of the Ignite Your Mind podcast, a safe place for real talk on discovering powerful stories, talking about mental health, real business journeys, and hearing inspiring stories. My name's Sanjay Patel, and I'm a Transformational Life Coach. My goal in this podcast is to up-level your creative thinking, to help you see the infinite potential you have, and to show you that anything is possible. And this week, I have a special guest who likes to go against the grain, and goes by the name of Ian Macbeth from Avocado Property. Ian tells us of his long-standing career in property spanning 16 years in one organization and now all of a sudden was made redundant and I quote you have to take your own life into your own hands that's the only way you can be stable Ian and I go deep into the property agency world and everything around the stigma of estate agents this is a must listen for those who want to know why now is a crucial time to start your own business I hope you enjoy so welcome to another episode of the Ignite Your Mind podcast with myself, Sanjay Patel, and I've got a, a a very special guest today. And I'm actually really excited to have him on board because I've known him for a very, very long time. Um, Mr. Ian Macbeth. How are we doing, mate? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Be uh, realistic, like we're filming this, uh, recording this at half ten in the morning. We've both got lights on, so just go to show uh, what's going on with the English weather at the moment. But um, yeah, mate, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm excited to have you on. Um, I've known you you for... uh, a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you actually hired me back in, back in the estate agent days. And I, um, I really wanted to get you on because I know you've been on a mad sort of journey over the last year or so, especially. Um, but it'd be good to hear your story and obviously what, what you've done over the last 15, 20 years of your work in life. Um, so, I'll tell you what, let's just go sh- take it back. Take it back to like when you left college and stuff like that and you started the business journey or the work life what what were you doing what was happening where are you
1: yeah I, I left um I left sixth form I never wanted to go to university I didn't think um I didn't really think that education was my my place to go so I, I just I <laughs> kind of followed I followed my dad's footsteps like a lot of people tend to do at the beginning and I went into the fitness instruction industry um yeah. He ran a gym and he's always been into his uh, bodybuilding and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm not a bodybuilder, as you can tell, Um, but I was into my fitness. So, yeah, I became became a fitness instructor and I did that for about 18 months. Uh, Enjoyed it. I think, you know, at 18 years old, there's a bit of an ego thing about being a fitness instructor. It's cool, isn't it? It's one of those things. Mm. But, yeah, I got qualified and I couldn't really earn the money that I wanted to. I was always quite ambitious to try and get to a certain place as quickly as I could. And yeah. I couldn't earn the money in it. And one of my friends was actually working for an estate agent in Wokingham, where I was a fitness instructor. And he said, look, just come and have an interview. Um, so I went for an interview. And the next thing I knew, you know, a couple of weeks later, I was starting as, a, as an estate agent. And that was about 19 and a half, I think, when I started that. So yeah, yeah. since then, you know, 17 years later, I've been <laughs> in that industry. And um, yeah. I, would, I would say I fell in love with it. I definitely would say I fell in love with it. I got, it's quite an addictive industry. You either love it or you don't. A hundred percent, yeah. I think I, I enjoy talking to people. I've always been someone that's um, able to communicate and translate very efficiently. And I think that fell nicely in the industry. I like, I'm like. i very, very competitive. So I like the competitive aspect of things, especially at a younger age. I was really oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had yeah. these figures yeah. and the sales and the buzz <laughs> of that. And it was... It was good. It was new and it was exciting for me. And whereas at school, yeah. I was always, I guess at school, I always kind of coasted a little bit so I could just get away with doing enough. And I could sort of, I could talk my way out of a problem quite easily. And I, I knew that if I put my mind to something, I could do it well. If I didn't enjoy it, I wasn't really that bothered.
0: Just do enough to get by sort of thing.
1: Yeah. yeah and that, that was me at school, which is why I knew education wasn't for me. But in agency, I loved it so I could put yeah. everything into it and that meant that I could win and there's a nice feeling about that that winning feeling so yeah um yeah just climbed the ladder stayed at the same business for the best part of 16 years climbed the ladder I think it was the, one of the youngest ever branch managers uh running the Bracknell office and you know See, that's
0: that's mammoth like 16 years in one business. Uh, it's a rare thing, especially these days. With not obviously what's going on at the moment with the pandemic, but like just in general, like a lot of people don't stay in businesses even for like a year or two years. So for, to be in a business for sixteen years, um, there obviously must have been something that was keeping you there for all that time. Or did you at any point, just uh, as from an observation perspective, did you at any point think, ah, uh, maybe I should switch? businesses, companies, or maybe I should change or this isn't working for me. Did you ever feel like that or you just like, no, I'm good, but I'm happy where I am?
1: There was a there was a couple of points. There was a point, um, I'm very loyal. I'm a loyal person. I'm one of those I think my personality trait means that if I've got your back, I've got your back. Um but if you if you stitch me up or you put a knife in my back, there's probably no coming back from that. So it's very black or white on that scenario.
0: Um
1: So I gave kind of everything to the business, but there was a couple of points. I knew, well, I did leave once for about six hours. Um, <laughs> what,
0: what do you mean? What happened?
1: Well, I just, I got to a point where um, I felt the manager that was my manager at the time wasn't running the office correctly. I right. felt that although I was inexperienced, I, I was probably... I probably felt that I knew more and I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I just felt that I knew that we were doing it wrong. I didn't necessarily right. know the answers, but I knew there was a problem and the problem wasn't being changed. Um, yeah. So I decided, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm young and I'm winning a lot of awards and I've built a reputation. Why not go to a bigger outfit? And yeah. How old
0: were you when this happened?
1: How old? 21. Uh, okay, so you're only a couple of years into it, really? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, yeah, I left and then I decided it just didn't feel right. The second I'd left, I, was at, I sat at home with my mum, just didn't feel right. And then I'd already decided I was going back um, the next day to kind of take things off. But that triggered some changes, which inevitably meant that I was then yeah. in the next couple of months running the office, basically. So that wasn't my intention to do that, but that's just <laughs> the way it felt. Do you know um, what? That's just what happens when you put
0: things out to the universe, it like comes back to you in weird ways. And I've I've realized that over the last couple of years. Um so yeah, it was really interesting. Um did you uh like obviously from the estate agent world, and obviously I I've been in it as well, so I, I kind of get it. Did you ever feel at any point when you used to introduce yourself to people? How would you introduce yourself? Because I had this a lot and I know you've put a video about this recently, and it's a big it's always was a big thing for me. Like I worked in estate uh, agent for seven years and i never ever used to tell people oh yeah what do you do and i'm like oh yeah i'm a estate agent i never used to say that because obviously yeah. the stigma that estate agents have got and etc cetera, etc what did you used to say uh and did that change over time
1: yeah i think i think it did i think if i was talking to uh my own age bracket so i'm in my early mid-20s if i was talking yeah. to my own age bracket i would say I'm an estate agent, I work for, blah, 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 or I'm a manager of an estate agent. So I I would say that and I feel confident that in my own demographic, in my own age bracket, that was something that I was proud of. I think if I was talking to the older generation, if I was at weddings or family parties, anyone that was 10, 15 years plus advanced me, I wouldn't come out and say I was an estate agent. Because you... Where I say I love the industry, I love the industry, but yeah. I hate the way there's a reputation and a stigma around it. I hate what yeah. the public feel about it um, because, yeah, I, I feel they're right. I feel that they're correct to yeah, have yeah. that opinion. Um, but, yeah, it is quite an embarrassing thing to introduce yourself as. <laughs>
0: yeah. But did you, so what did you introduce yourself as?
1: So I would probably say, nine times out of ten, I would say, Do you know X, the company that I worked at? I'm okay. a manager there. Um, So I would try and avoid it. And then when I bought... um, (laughs) It's crazy, uh, isn't it? (laughs) It is crazy, yeah. And at quite a young age, I managed to buy some investment properties and I would even refurb them. So then I would just say I'm in property. um, Yeah, yeah. And and that would get out of jail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I used to say. When people say, oh yeah, what do you do, Sanjay? I'm like, oh yeah, I work in the property industry or I'm a property expert or something something along those lines. I've never used to say the two words. But you know what? Now I look back at it, and obviously, now I've been on this like mad personal development journey over the last few years, and I know you've been on a mad journey over the last few years. like now I look back at it, I'm just like, why was I so ashamed to say I was an estate agent? It's because I was worried about what the other person thought about it, and it's really just that's just a load of bullshit, really, if you think about it, so yeah. now I don't care what people say, like even now, like people ask me what do you do? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a transformational life coach, and I still I used to think like, oh, yeah, no, because that's, that's also got a stigma around it because there's a lot of people, a lot of fake people trying to make money out of the industry, and, and I was just like, well, who cares? And I was just like, so now what I generally say is that I do, like people ask me, what do you do? I do what I love, and they're like, what? What does that mean? And do you know why? Because I'm statistically saying that 86% of people hate their day jobs. They hate it. Um, so now I say I do what I love, and I'm like, I help people transform their lives via conversation. Um, but I remember like if I went back if I went back seven years and went back into estate agency shoes, if someone asked me, I'd be like, Well, yeah, I work in the property industry as an estate agent. I love selling people's houses for them and giving them the best value service they can get. This is their most valuable asset. That's probably what I would have said yeah. now if I went back five, seven years ago. Do yeah. you agree or like are you just be like mm-hmm,
1: yeah. maybe Yeah, I, I think um, for me the love of Um, bringing someone into the industry, Mm. and typically people come into the industry at a young age, being able to shape and help give them a career and give them foundations in life that will impact them. I loved watching, it's kind of like watching plants grow, but I loved being in a position where I could watch people grow in life and in their career. So I loved the training and the coaching and having an impact in the staff's Um, staff's lifestyle effectively and 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 hitting trigger points for them I loved that part of it that's what kept me excited and in there and I do think it's I do think you have to get to quite a mature age or you have to get to a point in your life where you've got a lot of self-confidence that you don't care what other people think in especially in this day and age it's easy to to care what other people think um but yeah, I don't. I guess I still care a little bit what other people think, but I don't take it personally. I think yeah. that's probably what's changed over, over the course of... That's
0: months. important. That's really important. I'm glad you said that because i realised that because that's always going to happen throughout our whole lives. And it's, it, it's an important thing for you to be able to construct your mind to actually accept that that's going to happen and it's mm-hmm. going to happen whether you like it or not. But yeah. if you're unable to accept it, then that's a problem. But if you're able to accept those comments or those opinions and move on with it, then fine, um, and I've realised that over, over time. If people
1: don't know you that, and, and they know you're in a certain bracket, that you're in a certain yeah. industry, then they will tie you with that brush. But I think the challenge and the excitement aspect of things, once you understand that it's not personal, your job is then to show them what version you are within that demographic and that's yeah. the part that I think we're doing so differently now with the new job is to try and do that, to show, yeah, we're in that, we're proud of being in that, but we're very different to the norm. We're not in the 80%, we're that 10% difference. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to go through life and and different trigger points that make you sort of feel that way. Not everyone gets to it, I guess, but I think once you get to a point where you go, actually, you just got to, you bend it, be completely different. Um, Yeah. And that's where the fun comes. That's when the excitement starts.
0: It really does. And I think that's the point where it's so scary. The initial thought of being different and being unique in whatever you're doing is such a scary thing because you're thinking, well, no one else has done that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, if I do that, what if I fail? Like you start overthinking stuff. And I'm a big believer of just if you're interested or you're passionate about something, just start. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just start doing it and it will start to have a snowball effect if you are passionate about it. And you'll soon realise if you don't like something that you're doing, you're, you're not going to like it. But if you do and you love it, that's when it can really take off and you start, stop caring whatever other people's opinions are and you start really doing what you want to do. Um, and I think that's a really interesting aspect of what we do now. Like it's funny that we've sort of reconnected because um, I know we haven't spoke a huge amount over the last few years, but now you've obviously changed careers you don't work in the same company for 17 years um just a, on a tip just going back what would you say because there's going to be a lot of people in your industry listening to this i'm assuming like uh, and being in a company for 17 years and working your way up the ladder becoming director etc what's the best advice you would give to people that are looking to get into the industry at, at present
1: i think if anyone's looking to get into the industry at present where the market now is a different it's going to be a difficult market for the next three months maybe the rest of the year yeah if i could ever advise someone are they thinking about doing it if they're thinking maybe i shouldn't do it now because it's not great that is the polar opposite of what you should be thinking the best estate agents i've ever worked with got into the industry in the difficult markets and i always say that and if, if we if we went through, like, say, 2011, 2012, fairly good markets, the guys that got recruited then, when it got tough again towards the next four or five years, they struggled. Yeah. But the guys that were in the market in 09 and 010 they didn't struggle because they, they'd already dealt with the difficult part of it. Yeah, so yeah. I would say if you want to get into it and you're committed to it, do it now because the lessons you'll learn now will fast track you in yeah. six months, three or four years. So do it you know, get in there and go to a high street agent and um, get the right training and work with good people and and build, build a career, build a foundation. Um, The one difference that I would say now outside of the employed role is don't get, don't get suppressed by the employed lifestyle, build your own personal brand and, Mm. you know, be very active on social media and talking to the public. Now more than ever. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. big thing that, that probably when you're in that employed bubble, if you like, yeah. you're almost um, almost whitewashed into thinking a certain way in employed life, not just the state agency, probably most industries. And I think what you've got to do is even if you're employed, think like you're someone who's going to eventually run their own business. And that's how you have to portray yourself to the public, because um, mm. it will give you a, an extra footstep. Um, so Yeah, that that would be the advice. I would say get in it now, learn the difficult challenges, build your personal brands, embrace it and try and learn what people are doing that works for you. Don't be a robot. Um, Don't get overtrained. Don't lose your own personality, your own identity. Embrace that more than anything. Just look at what people do well and what people don't do well and and take it into your armory. That's the advice I would give anyone new.
0: And I think that's like a, a super powerful thing to say for any new business owner as well. Like, there's so many things you can do these days, but the most important thing I found out is just to be you, have your own unique selling point, which is you. And if you have that and you portray that forward, then that's what will, that's what will resonate with people. Mm. Like There's so many people out there being fake people trying to do what other people are doing, which I get, like you can get ideas. I've got so many ideas of Tony Robbins, the best life coach in the world, but yeah. I'm not going to be him because that just wouldn't work. And it comes across like that. Uh, and I think that's super important for any new business owner or someone looking to start their own their own business as well. Uh, what did you What do you do you hate about working for someone else the most?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not someone that holds back. I'll speak my mind. Go um, go. And yeah, I think safe place, Ian. Safe place. I just think for me personally, I I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. It's taking me yeah. a little bit of time to learn that. I know that once I believe in something it's going to take something major for someone to change my mind on that if it's not been given a go. So one of the biggest frustrations I ever had is in my head, I knew this would be the right decision, the right technique, the right place to go, whatever it may be. If I felt it was truly, I was passionate about how right I felt it was being told, no, you can't do that by the people that own the business. is hard. That's the hardest part of it because you're you're the one on the tools as such you're the one doing the job they're in the ivory tower and they they don't know what's going on on the footprint yeah um so you're paid a lot of money to make those decisions and when you're not allowed to make those decisions with your own knowledge and expertise in the field and in the present it's like questioning don't you yeah yeah
0: yeah, no, hundred percent agree. That's that's so so true. It's almost like you've been given you've been given the bone, but you can't you can't have it, sort of thing. Yeah. Like dangling the carrot. Um, I don't
1: and that, think yeah, the estate, that... it, the estate agency industry. And once you get to a certain level in, in probably any type of industry, yeah, there's different types of people. There's people that are leaders, and there's people that are managers, and leaders will give you the responsibility they'll give you the rope to go there and flourish and, and they'll give you the confidence and they'll give you the ability to make those decisions and then there's managers and they're more control freaks if you like they're people that have to feel it was it was in their backyard it was their decision yeah. and unfortunately for me i felt that i was pigeonholed into not being able to flourish in the right direction so yeah yeah you know probably the back end of my career i felt I felt like I had more to give than what I was giving. I felt that I had more in the tank and I could offer something more. But Mm. I I did that through physical challenges. I I didn't look at it straight away as as my job because it's all I'd ever known. I was looking at running marathons and doing back-to-back Tough Mudders and doing things that made me challenge me physically and mentally. But I never really looked until probably I had my daughter into my career as the place that was that little something that was missing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where I went off on a the tangent there, but that was no, that right. kind of the back end of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: When you just mentioned your daughter, I remember seeing your Instagram the other day or your Facebook, she was trying to shave her hair. That was quite, that was quite comical. <laughs> yeah, it's growing back now. Myself. Yeah, it's growing grow back, back now. Lockdown life, eh? Um, okay, cool. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate you explaining that part and i i hope that whoever's listening to this that if if that resonates with you then you know i hope you've seen value value out of that because this is the stuff that people don't really talk about you know everyone talks about the 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 level the surface level stuff but no one really no one really digs deeper and understands what it's actually like to work in the business for so long and then create your own thing which i want to go on to now is that so 17 years what happened uh, on your transition and where are you now? You're, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see Ian's wearing a bright pink uh, hoodie saying Avocado Property on it. It's quite, uh, it's quite Larry, mate. It's quite Larry, but yeah, I like it. So tell us what happened, like the transition.
1: I would put this back to, so this probably started when. I had a moment where I said to Ray, "I said something's missing. We we just got married, we had our daughter. I think Grace must have been about two, so this is probably about two and a half years ago, something like that." Um, and I just said to, her, "I feel like there's a there's a little bit of something missing. I've got to do something. I, I just feel the worst
0: feeling, isn't it? When yeah. you know, you know, there's a hole, but you can't fill it.
1: I didn't know what it was, yeah. and I, at the time, you know, I would often drive back from directors' meetings and things like that, and I just feel frustrated all the time." Yeah. Um, but I didn't really pinpoint it on career. I, th- I thought it was just life because for me, that's all I'd known when you've been in the same place for so long, it's a habit that's embedded in, in, in part of your body. Yeah. Um, but I decided to take up these two marathons. And the reason why I, I, I mentioned that is because while I was, it's funny you mentioned Tony Robbins, but while I was training for the marathons, it's when I got into podcasts and it's where I got into, um, self-learning I guess rather than listening to music you know if you're running for two hours you can only listen to so many songs then you get bored um so I started listening to podcasts and started listening to ebooks and inspirational people you know Goggins and Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas and Les Brown and just people that got you pumped when you're out there but then I sort of moved transitionally into people that were teaching me stuff um and I think probably the void for me was that I hadn't really learned anything for five or six years off of anyone other than myself. I was, I was my own mentor. I wasn't, I didn't have someone that was teaching me new skills, you know, above or below me really. So at that point when I was training for the marathon is when I started to realize that actually maybe I could do my own thing, but I never really thought I would leave where I was. I always felt it would be a side hustle. It would be, it'd be something different. I'd do on the side, whether I started a business in partnership with someone or whether I went into a bit of property development or whether yeah. I just helped people so I started looking more at that aspect of things so you um, started
0: thinking about having a side hustle but still working your your normal job yeah you so you were starting to think what other avenues have I got okay yeah yeah on. I was
1: starting to think I needed something else but yeah what I I guess the biggest error I made at the time I was where I was was you get to a point where you earn it's not about what you earn it's about how much debt you've got when yep. you get mortgage car bills when you get x amount that you've got to cover at the end of the month part of it is because you want a nice house or part of it is because you're keeping up with the joneses with cars and things like that there's <laughs> oh, yeah, a yeah. certain point where you you've got x debt and that means yeah. you're trapped you feel you're trapped because I can't change industries and go back because I need to pay those bills I've got a wife and a child and a mortgage etc yeah. um, so I started looking at other ways and it got me just thinking of how different I wanted the business to be. So I guess I started trying to change the business, um, you know, and I was managing director. So I had a certain amount of sway in the business. Yeah. So I started trying to change the business in certain ways. And I did a certain thing for the staff where we changed pretty much the identity of the company on how it worked with you know Christmas and hours and things like that. And That felt good, you know. It was a nice feeling. It was, it was a good change. And then I started to look into the marketing aspect of things, and that's probably where it changed.
0: You love it, don't you? We've had conversations about the marketing side of it. I've known you yeah. can tell you've got a spark about it. Like yeah. there's something about marketing which you really, really love. And I remember when I used to work there, um, for my final year, that was what you were sort of really pushing was the marketing aspect side of it.
1: Yeah, I think I think for me, if I was to look at the industry and again i'm tiring it now with a brush in general it's quite an impatient industry it's a lot of sales guys a lot of testosterone a lot of you know charismatic characters whether they're truly confident or whether it's a front Mm -hmm. there's a 50 50 split there maybe a 70 30 split Uh,
0: mine was a front for many years mate i fronted loads of stuff by cars and watches and all this kind of rubbish but yeah carry on
1: yeah I i think i think it's true i think you know estate agents are very much people that there's something there's something behind that charismatic, yeah. smiley person, um, almost fake positivity. But you, people can read that now anyway. Um, but yeah, for me, it was about I am analytical and I love problem solving and I love challenges. And marketing for me, when I got into it more, more than just being a branch manager, writing a couple of letters to send out. But When I actually looked at the, the mainframe, if you like, of the business and the marketing all the numbers and the figures and the data and, and the human behaviours and the human interests and what generates X, that, that I got quite obsessed with. I got really into it. Yeah. And um, yeah, then, then quickly I got made redundant and, you know, yeah. I had that meeting. I got called in on a Friday um, with the, the CEO of the business and the other managing director um, and HR was sat behind me. Um, and yeah, got made redundant or got told I was going to be made redundant if I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Um, okay. Let's
0: just pause on that for a second. Now, one thing which I really am driving into people think they are secure in their jobs, but what they don't realize is that you're probably less, a whole lot less secure in your employed job rather than running your own business, running your own side hustle, whatever it might be. Now, Ian, how long have you been? How long had you been there? 17 years, right? 16 years. Yeah. 16 years. Sorry. And, and then all of a sudden, so you, you know, you're safe. You worked your way up, you entry leveled up, went to MD, like all of a sudden, 16 years later, you got pulled into a room, got made redundant. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that's listened to this, that thinks I need a stable income, I need to be employed. That's the safest way I can live my life. I, I guarantee you now, and this is going to be a, kind of a bold statement but only because I've been through this and you've obviously been through this as well you are not safe in your employed job look what's happened with the pandemic like this stuff you can't you can't predict but however what's happening now is that I run my own business Ian's running his own business we are making our own money and in complete control of our finance our business and the people around us um I'm glad you mentioned that because it is a real, real big thing. And it's something which always comes up in conversations with my coaching clients. They, they think they're safe by being employed, having a stable income. Yeah. Are you more stable with someone else controlling your income or you controlling your income?
1: Well, you're, you're you have to take your own life into your own hands. That's the only yeah. way you can be stable. And every moment you're employed, you're, income your your life your debt your cover whatever you want to look at it you're in someone else's hands yeah. and i would draw it in this diagram if you think of a triangle normal way up then you think of a triangle upside down as you climb up that triangle as you climb up that ladder you become more senior you earn more money you get more responsibility look at the other side and that's your risk factor because you're yeah. becoming more expensive and there's less of you so you're easier to remove and if you look at the the point here when you get to the top or second layer down or third layer down and you look at your risk factor to the right in an upside down triangle it's as high as it can be and, yeah. and that's what people don't realize i mean i was naive to the fact that i'd won all the awards my officers were all the best officers. you know my staff were all the award winners you know i was for a long time i was probably the golden boy of that business and you think you're secure in that basis, but yeah, in reality, you're not, you're probably the most yeah. at risk when you get to that sort of level. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things, which I think if you never think it's going to happen to you, do you? No, that's, of
0: course you that's don't. That's the
1: key thing, you know, your, your ego you and your, your fight or flight tells you don't worry about that. You don't need to get into that channel of, of mindset because you're all right. Yeah. It covers yeah. it up for you. Um, but it, ha- well, it can look- happen to anyone
0: look what's happened at the moment with the whole pandemic. Yeah. Like millions of people losing their jobs all of a sudden that business owner was like, well, I can't afford to have you on. Are you so stable now? But then I'm not saying this is for everyone. Like I know everyone, some people do like to be employed and have a stable income or is it a stable income, you know, but for people that are looking to do their own thing and have a, uh, a controlled income because you control it you, whatever work you put in that's what you're getting out then absolutely like Ian's a prime example 16 years in the business made redundant all of a sudden now so now what are you doing what's what's the what's the business now the, the colorful the colorful fruit yeah. vegetable what's avocado fruit or a vegetable it's actually a fruit fruit My bad. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Most people think it's a vegetable. It's actually a fruit.
0: I love avocados though. So so, yeah.
1: So the avocado thing is, it was basically, if I could describe what I would have wanted to do with the business I was at, at MD level, this is what I would have wanted to do. Um, But never being able to do that because it's not your business meant you couldn't. So in reality, the business planning for this business was, what does a classic estate agent do what does a high street estate agent do yeah let's do the opposite of every single one of those things and that's pretty much the basis of the business they wear suits and pocket squares—you can spot them in the high street when they're walking around. They've just grabbed their Greg sandwich. You know that's an estate agent. Yeah. Be the opposite yeah. of that. Yeah. Be the opposite. We know, we know full well. You know, every estate agent tight. listening
0: to this knows.
1: Yeah. yeah, they know. They've seen the three of them walking down there at lunchtime. Oh, there's the estate agents. Which yeah. one are they going into? Green, blue, or pink? Yeah. Um, so be the opposite of that. And I wrote a blog recently, but. This is where estate agents have always got it so wrong. Estate agents think they sell and let properties, which they don't. Um, we mentioned Greg's just then. Greg's sell sausage rolls. They're their sausage rolls. They make them. It's their recipe. They own them. They sell them. Estate agents, the ego in them and the overconfidence makes them think that they own the property. They, say, What do I do for a living? I sell and let properties. No, you don't. They're not yours. You are a yeah. marketing and property transaction consultant that is effectively no one will ever call themselves that but that is what you do you are doing a service for a client that owns a property to help market their property and give them the the advice and the knowledge they need to get that transaction through that's the job of an estate agent so that's what we built the business principles around is doing that part better than anyone else that's the goal um yeah
0: i love that because you put you put like recently you you're you're banging out videos of fun but I know it's marketing, but you're the way the way you're going around it, and the way you're explaining stuff, it resonates with the general public so much more. And you're not trying to you're not trying to impress any other estate agent. It's not about them. It's not the people that sell your property for you. It's about the people, the homeowners, and that's what I really like about your your video content. Obviously, you know I'm I'm, I'm big on making videos and making them look cool and fun, but I think just doing that I think resonates with the general public so much more, and it's just so much more down to earth and the, the, you know, it's the value factor, the information factor of like, just cut through the shit and just say it how it is sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. And that, that's for me why I don't feel it is marketing, but I don't feel like I'm doing, I'm not going into a marketing meeting with me and my business partners and going, let's create a leaflet that's going to get us loads of business. What yeah. I'm doing is I'm writing a blog of how I feel. And then I'm either turning that into a video of how I feel yeah. Or I'm putting the blog out. So for me, it's not. I'm not. I'm not kidding anyone. This is how I feel, and and I'm completely happy with the fact that some people will read that and go, "I fucking love that." And some people will read it and go, "I fucking hate that," and yeah. I'm absolutely okay with that because I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to be vanilla. I'm not trying to capture the whole marketplace. I'm not going right. let's Do what try everyone to-
0: else is doing. That's what you. <laughs> you're,
1: not, you're not trying to do that. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I'm, I'm. I know the demographic of people that are gonna. Um, embrace and emotionally connect with the business and they're the people i'm writing to the ones that don't or you know we've had a couple of uh social trolls if you like that have jumped on various you know what
0: that's good like it. that's yeah. such a good thing I've, I've i keep saying on my youtube channel i'm always looking for that thumbs down because i know first of all it's an organic reach that someone who's found my video not liked it for whatever reason i don't care but the fact that i've got one means it's it's working whatever i'm doing is working so yeah, yeah. that's good i like i like that I think People will be like, a, oh, no, I hate it, I hate it, but it's actually a good thing. As a business owner, you're like, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I think before, you know, if I went back 10 years ago, I would have taken it personally. I'd have, I'd have had a oh, yeah. keyboard route. But now I just say thanks for your comment. You know, I appreciate how you feel and wish you the best of luck with yeah. any estate agent you choose in the future. Thank you for your time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool, thanks. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't need to give me any more information than the fact that I know I'm not going to get your business and I'm completely okay with that because I'm focusing on the people that feel the same way that I feel. And that's pretty much where the business sits is, it's about, there's two parts to it really, it's two businesses in one. Point one is to disrupt the industry, turn it upside down, and create a business that we're proud of working in so that we don't have that moment, like you said at the beginning, to introduce yourself as an estate agent and feel embarrassed to be in a position where you can say, I'm the managing partner of Avocado Property, and feel yeah. really proud about that. So that, that's yeah, yeah. point one with the public. Point two. You've been listening
0: to Rob Moore's podcast, haven't you? Disruptive. have recently, yeah, yeah. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Big yeah. shout out to you, Rob Moore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I went and saw he, him in a live speaking gig. He was, he was, he was pretty amazing. I find he's quite flash. He is a bit like an estate agent, but he's got yeah. a different way of um, thinking. He yeah, just yeah. talks a bit salesy so people could be a bit like well but I I get where he's coming from definitely yeah um so that's part one is to give the public that different option part two is all those people that we spoke about on those two different diagrams of pyramids triangles because typically where I think fear kicks in and where the debt kicks in and where people can't transition from employed to um, self-employed their own business the people that are going to be really good at it are normally at the top of the businesses. And they're the people that are probably trapped. Um, yeah. So what we wanted to do is give those people an option. And this also means that you can come and run your own limited business and just utilise the brand. It's your business. It's your diary. It's your life. But you yeah. use the brand. As the brand gets stronger, you get stronger. As you get stronger, the brand gets stronger. So it's it's a it's a network as such. Um, but what you're able to do is is live the life that you want to live in your way with your culture. Yeah, there's a few guidelines and maybe some people want to do completely their own thing. But the people that can't quite do that or they can't spend 50, 60 grand starting their own estate agent, this is an option for them to come in. Um, Probably the AMs and the managers to be able to flow straight into another option of being self-employed effectively.
0: Amazing, amazing.
1: Um, Mate, what does the future hold for Ian Macbeth and Avocado Property? Well, I think going back on the redundancy thing, you know, I think when I had that moment, yeah. it's quite strange because it happened on Friday um, and by Monday, I knew what I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you yeah. already knew, you already knew it, really. It was, there. it was there. It was the kick in the right direction. And I yeah. think for people listening to this that haven't been made redundant, that do feel secure, I wouldn't say go out tomorrow and leave your business. But what I would do is go out tomorrow And start thinking about what another option is for you and start looking into it and start looking into if I started my own business, what would I do and spend a bit of time learning, training in different areas. I had to teach myself all sorts of new skills. Yeah. So spend that little bit of time so that when you do do it, you feel ready. Um, But for me, going back on the redundancy thing, I think, yeah, it was it was a moment in my life which, you know, I'll be forever thankful for. Because if that hadn't have happened then, I probably wouldn't have been doing this now. And yeah. I knew what I was going to do by Monday. I got frustrated, you know, I got angry about the situation, but deep down, I always knew what I was going to do. And off the back of that, you can then really get creative in what you want to do. Well, do and I remember think- I
0: went and met you at Starbucks and you were fuming you were like so angry. Yeah. And then literally yeah. a week later, I spoke to you, you were just like, yeah, no, it is what it is. Like I've just got to have to ride for it. And <laughs> just, I've got my own ideas anyway. So it's like, it, it does take that time to adjust. And I completely get that.
1: Yeah. I think there's a few things that I got angry about, which I won't go into, but it's more, that's about people, not about the business. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. hope the business does all the great things that, you know, I had planned for it to do. And I hope the staff there do the great things that I had planned for them. Um, but the individuals, you know, when you, as I said to you right at the beginning, I'm very loyal. So if I've got your back, I've got your back. But if you go and put a knife in mine, then it's a different scenario. So, you know, you just have to take things as a pinch of salt and learn off them, really. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I would say if people are looking to start a business, there's two things that I would always say. Be passionate about it. You don't have to be passionate about the industry. Be passionate about your purpose, your business yeah. cause. Um, that's really, really important. And never forget the importance of momentum because momentum can go one of two different directions. And once you get on that um, flow, as it's called in the, in the world, flow, once you get on that right flow, then you know there's a massive win that you can get from it. And you can do that momentum yeah. while you're sat employed, just looking and seeing whether it's right for me. Won't be right momentum. for everyone, but yeah, look into it.
0: Yeah, just to add on to that, I think if anyone's feeling like they're, they're, they want to do their own thing, but they have no idea what to do or where to start. Ask yourself, what do you get excited about on a day to day basis? Do that. Like, I, this is a prime example. Like I got excited by getting energy, like amazing positive energy from other people. And then I just started searching for that. I was like, how do I make this happen? How do I make this into a career? How do I, how do I earn money out of this? Then all of a sudden, two years later, I'm running a, a, a coaching business. And it's making it such a big impact. And I think, yeah, just look at what you're excited about. Again, passion's a massive thing. And just ask yourself, are you living a meaningful life on purpose? And if you're not, then how do you do that? Start searching. Go on to Google. There's, there's an abundance of information out there. Don't get wrapped up too much in it because I've, I've been wrapped up and I call it an information jungle. But there is so much out there for you to find out what your, what your purpose is and how to live a meaningful life. And I know that sounds quite woo-woo and quite deep, but it's true. Like you find out, especially when you start running your own business, you start realizing this stuff actually just makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. and You know, we're sitting here in lockdown on Zoom and what what comes after lockdown will change the world. And then what's happening now is changing the world. Then you've got 5G. So from a tech point of view, completely different. It's probably been in our generation, other than when the internet came out and then the iPhone came out, 5G and lockdown and all of those combined is probably a, a catapult in how the industries will be and how people will live their lives as money as as much as both of those combined potentially, maybe not the internet, but definitely the phone. And now's probably the best time that you can start planning something else because you don't need to, you don't need to just knee jerk, but plan it and, I think purpose is massive for me. I think if you've got a business yeah. that you've that's, that's what this is about, you know, I, I couldn't feel more passionate about it. So that's
0: so you, isn't it? <laughs> so you
1: that, that's, that's <laughs> just isn't it? I said I'm competitive. competitive. <laughs> I said I'm competitive <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll fight the corner with it, but yeah, yeah, it, you, you've got to do that because that's what's going to get you through. And yeah, we, you know, even, even going back to when we, we launched three days before lockdown, we had a decision to make. We knew lockdown was coming. Do we launch? But, Actually, were we ready? Probably not. We we're probably 90% ready. But were we ever going to get to 100%? Probably not. not Can't no. get to perfect. So we just yeah. went with it and then we'll get perfect later. And that's a Rob Moore thing. Um, yeah. You know, start now, get perfect later. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think that's a great statement for anyone that's thinking 100%. about it. Because um, that's part of the fun, challenging, your, yeah. challenging yourself and, and taking on things that you feel uncomfortable about is, is massively important in life. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't really like things that are perfect. I think if you get perfect, then there's nowhere else to go. And I kind like the journey. I've, been, I've learned to embrace journeys as opposed to waiting for it to get absolutely perfect. I know it's just a saying, but like, you know, I don't ever want anything to be perfect. I don't believe in perfection because I love the fact that you can still grow and there is still more growth to happen on whatever journey you're on. And I think that's, uh, that's the fun part for me. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah,
1: completely agree.
0: Um, Okay, cool. Right, I just want to finish off, Mr. Macbeth. Um, So a couple of questions. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: I think for me, I go back to that running when I was listening to Goggins. He didn't give it directly to me, but he said, your mind and your body will quit. Try and make you quit at 40% and you've still got another 60% in the tank. And That (laughs) stick to me in everything, physically, mentally, any situation. You've always got more when is it your true? trying to sorry.
0: Is it true? Do you feel do you feel it's true?
1: I guess the percentage could be different for different people, but yeah. for me definitely, I feel that when you get to that point of oh God, I'm really struggling here, you've still got so much more. And that's the growth part. Yeah. It's almost getting to a lot of people say in, in the fitness industry rep until it starts hurting and then count your reps just forget the bit where it didn't start hurting because it's irrelevant rather than going and just doing 10 reps and I think that for me mentally is something that's important do do it up to the point where it's a challenge and then start you know the time the time watch that's the important part so yeah that that's a big thing for me
0: that's what Les Brown says in one of his audios he says uh Muhammad Ali said he doesn't count how many sit-ups he does he only starts counting when he starts hurting
1: Love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's be better than Ali. <laughs> Literally.
0: Exactly. One of the greatest. Mm. Um, okay, fine. And what do you think the most... Uh, this is a big sort of generalised question, but what do you think the biggest reason is for people failing at, at starting up their own business or doing what they want to do? What do you think the number one reason is for that?
1: Um, I don't think there's a number one reason. As I think many, different yeah. people have different things, that are the reasons why they fail. But I think... If, it, if there was a majority, it's got to be the passion combined with the planning. You know, yeah. I think if they're really passionate about it, they'll make a way of doing it. Um, but I think a lot of people go into things unplanned and unprepared. So, yeah. you know, it's those three Ps in reality. I would put them all in a, in a bracket and different people in different areas. Um, but yeah, I think if you're passionate about something and you're doing the right thing for you, then you'll, you'll make a way of making it work.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Mr. Beth, thank you for your time. It's uh, been a, a wonderful podcast. Um, I hope, <laughs> sorry, if anyone is listening to this, I hope this is um, giving you some value about the agency estate agency life, uh, and even just a business journey. And to prove to you that, you know, even though stumbling blocks come when you are made redundant and you're not, you know, you think you've got a stable income, there is always an option out there is always stuff that you can do right there is always options if you are willing to to pursue them um if you're listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts, there is a full video stream up on my youtube channel as well if you wanted to watch it there you can see ian's lovely pink hoodie and his branding (laughs) Um, in his home office yeah absolutely um and yeah no i really
1: appreciate it we'll uh we'll see you all next week any final words ian no, just I think just for me, just remember that you change throughout your life. So I'm not saying I was always this person because ten years ago I wasn't. My mind you know,
0: hated you about ten years ago. Yeah, and I. I'm just, I'm sorry, I was joking. <laughs> <about>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but you go through, you go through being an arsehole, finding different yeah. parts. So just remember, you change. So this might not sit there, and you might think, absolutely not now. But two years later, it yeah. might be a different scenario. And yeah, the trigger point for me was having my daughter. So yeah. I think it's important to remember. Don't write it off now because you don't know what's around the corner.
0: Do you know what you've just said? You just reminded me of something. Trigger point. Everyone has a trigger point. You just said you had your daughter, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Mine was when I was turning 30. And I spoke to someone else who said they were turning 30. There's always a trigger point. Yeah, that's it. There's always a trigger point. So... If you find you have that trigger point and your mind starts expanding and starts getting creative, roll with it. Just, just roll with it. See what happens. You've got nothing to lose. And I think that's that's a really, really valid point. Trigger points. Um, mate, we could talk for for hours on this, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to cut it there. But yeah, and no, I appreciate you listening. Uh, every Friday, twelve p.m. Uh, there'll be a new podcast coming out. Thank you, Ian. Uh, yeah, air, air fist pump. So we could do right. <laughs> yeah,
1: love <that. laughs> Nice one.
0: All right. Take care, guys. See you later.